Take it away, intro man, whenever you're ready. Welcome to the Hap in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ian, Joe, and RJ. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast. My name is RJ. I'm coming to you from Northeast Indiana. And today I am drinking water because we are in the part of the year where the Midwest is very, very hot and humid. So water, it's good for you. I am following the name of our podcast, and I'm actually drinking the rest of my Glenfiddich uh, Reserve Cask Single Malt uh, Scotch Whiskey that I, so I can prove it to to all the viewers out there who are like, lies, they only drink water. Um, Because I've been hydrating for like three weeks, and you know what? I deserve a nice little little beverage every once in a while. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah also coming uh, by uh, from Chicago. Woohoo! And and did, did we happen to catch your name there? Nah, I'm the weird add-in host name at the end of the intro, so they they know who I am because we're you're, missing you're at the beginning the, uh, of the intro. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah, uh, you know I'm not the pink flamingo. The pink flamingo's not here today, so. Oh, no, he's not. He could not join us uh, because of work commitments, and I think he was really just trying not to go to bed too, too late today. Uh, But yeah, that's perfectly understandable. So, uh, Ian, how have have you been this last week? Oh, I've been all right. The uh, bronchitis is starting to get out. It's really just when I talk too much is when it's like, "Ah, I'm going to be annoyed at you. So hopefully this episode will have less coughing than last week's episode. So what you're saying is that you are um, in great shape for an audio podcast to last, you know, anywhere between 20 to uh, two hours. I think, well, you know, today's episode isn't going to be a uh, marathon I'll, I'll be okay. Oh, that's what you think. That's what you think. So before we get into our <laughs> main topics for today, let's uh, really quickly thank our amazing sponsor who is not here today. Thanks, Business Daddy. Business Daddy is taking a nap. It, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But but in all honesty, thank you to joesdiscgolf.com. Uh, the website where you can get all of your latest news and opinions in the disc golf world. And uh, you can also find links to the Joe's Disc Golf podcast, the original podcast from this podcast network, as this is the uh, spinoff. <laughs> I, I hope that means that we're the good spinoff. I, huh, I haven't thought about this. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Discussion topic for another time. Yes, yes. Anyway, so uh, joesdiscgolf.com is where you can get all of your news and opinions, and you can find the Buy Me a Coffee link to Joe's Disc Golf if you would like to support his podcast network, including this podcast, and the websites that are attached to it, such as Disc Golf Healthy, the newest and best way to be healthy for all of your disc golf needs. And uh, the equivalent of sprinkling some cheese on your broccoli. 
Makes it a little bit more palatable. Not too much worse for you. I don't know. I was trying. Um, so I was workshop. We'll workshop it. Sorry. I was trying to go for it like yeah. a, a tight five, but uh, I, <laughs> well, you tell us well, if it landed or not, viewers or listeners. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm sure that they uh, heard that there was no Joe, and they immediately turned this off, uh, or they immediately got a lot more interested because they don't have to listen to more of uh, Joe talking or worse seeing his face oh I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're like oh the business children all right it's gonna be a weird episode let's do this oh yeah we're <laughs> we're talking D. no wait no 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 we're not today uh we are actually talking because of a recent udisc article uh titled the 10 best brewery disc golf courses so we are talking brews and Boy, I, I really hit a wall there because bruising discs just doesn't really sound. It, it's not like bruising bites or bruising. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're talking brewery disc golf courses today. We're going to go through that article a little bit and just kind of discuss what we think of each of the uh, different options and maybe give you some ideas on where we want to hit up because let's face it. We're the Half in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, so of course we've got to visit at least one brewery disc golf course. And so for but, uh, those of you playing along at uh, home, I've, I've now shared my screen so that way RJ can view it, but uh, hopefully the text is readable for those of you uh, viewing this on YouTube. Uh, I apologize if it's not. We uh, didn't have a lot of time to do uh, technical troubleshooting on this this particular episode so if it's terrible uh just go ahead and let us know and uh we'll we'll uh, redo it with uh business daddy in the mix and, and hopefully get some more time to uh smooth things out yes and for those of you that are uh listening on the audio version of this podcast um well it doesn't make any difference if the text is readable to you so just imagine that it is yep because we'll we'll be discussing literally everything that's written out anyway so Yes. Cheers. So let's let's get into yeah, this. Yeah, let's get into it. So let's first uh, start off by describing how they uh, defined their brewery disc golf courses. And it was pretty simple. They have a uh, category that narrows disc golf courses down to, well, a whole bunch of things, but specifically breweries and wineries. And for this specific one the breweries that were eligible were ones that were a breweries or um a well i'll go ahead and, and just read this because it's going to be a lot easier uh, a larger entity that operates a brewery so something like a uh hotel restaurant you know some type of resort that has a brewery or tap house or something like that on it uh, your local pub that also has a, a three-hole disc golf course was not in the running for this. Uh, although if something like that made the top 10, uh, I think that we would need to talk to the French judge about their uh, about the suspiciousness of that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I may have just watched a documentary on the O2 uh, Winter Olympic figure I, skating controversy. I, I, w I was about to be like, I, I don't. 
I don't know if that's a topical reference anymore, unless you've just watched that documentary, then yes. Yes, yes. Uh, if, if you want to watch uh, documentaries on sports scandals, I highly recommend Bad Sport on Netflix. Uh, I got into it because of the uh, Cauciopoli uh, scandal in uh, Italy, but that was the most recent episode that I watched, and it was very good, and I very much enjoyed it, and I am not necessarily a documentary person. But enough of that. Let's talk breweries. Let's talk uh, some amazing, well, beers and disc golfing. So starting off uh, with the number 10 disc golf course on a brewery is the Forefathers Brewing Company Disc Golf Course in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. Hey, we're circling back around to Canada. We sure are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it all comes full circle. So uh, really quickly, this is only a nine-hole course, uh, with the shortest hole being 190 feet and the longest hole being 284 feet. Artificial tees, free to play, a course established in 2021. So as you can imagine, this sounds like a fairly straightforward beginner-friendly uh, course, obviously. Neither, well... I can speak for myself. I have not played any of these courses, so this is my uh, impression of them. Uh, Ian, if you have played any of these, I, what the heck? Why didn't I get the invite? Uh, yeah, well, A, I wish, and B, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've been up to Canada, uh, So, uh, although I think I actually have a, a friend in the uh, live event industry that I believe I've seen him post pictures from when this uh, did come out, because uh, he lives in canada I have yeah, to, yeah I, makes I have sense have to ask him how the uh the brewery is yeah i was uh i was just in canada earlier this year but i was on the opposite side of canada so uh, i did not make it here uh but yeah let's let's talk a little bit about the beers that there are um or that they have so um, uh first and foremost they have a hearty list of a variety. They sure of do. Beers. I'm seeing um, the uh, not a crazy amount of IPAs, but still plenty of IPAs. Uh, you know, as a craft brewery, you're kind of expecting a lot of IPAs. But um, yeah, they've they've got quite the list. Yeah, yeah, they do. I I am very very curious about this fluffy baby snapping turtles. I yeah, I was gonna say uh, I, <laughs> it is a lager, which is typically my preference. Uh, now I'm trying to find it. it. Just just the name sounds. Uh, I don't know what list you are on. Let me see. Just the uh, tap room. Yeah, you're you're the list that you have is a little or looks a little bit different than the list that I have. Um, but mine was all the way, all the way down there, so it might oh. not show up. Oh goodness! But uh, um, I'm gonna have to go here, no matter what, because um, they uh, do have a sloth love chunk available from the forefathers brewing in uh, Valparaiso, Indiana. Yeah, yeah, they've they've got a couple from Valparaiso, from from what I can see um dr turner yeah i mean they have huh. they have a lot of different options um looks like you can probably get just about anything for your um for your tastes depending on what you want 
Uh, although I would not suggest ordering a Bud Light there because that's going to be imported. And why go to a uh, craft brewery in Canada to get a an American beer? I mean, it's fine if they want to do an American style beer because they're how life lager, you know, and that's going to be a fairly though. They, they get the Chinook uh, hops from uh, Crown Point, Indiana. Wow. So this one almost feels local to us. That's going to be a very standard American beer. (laughs) Um, I am intrigued by the uh, no need sweet cherry sour. Uh, That's just kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of a stout, uh, why buy the cow? I'm intrigued by that as well. Yeah, I... I don't know how I'd feel about that one because it has some coffee in it. And that's just, that's not my, my typical, uh, uh, flavor profile that I enjoy, but, uh, you know, teach and, their own, I suppose. Oh yeah. And I, I oh, enjoy what's that coffee, true so. North cask. That sounds, that sounds very, very interesting. Yep. But, uh, but anyway, so yeah, definitely a wide variety of options and choices. Uh, looks like you can get literally a little bit of everything. So definitely an interesting place, uh, at least if you're looking at hmm. the brewery side. Uh, like I said, only a nine-hole course. Well, well, two flock nug life, a black IPA brewed with lactose and coffee from Valpo's Dagger Mountain Roastery. Has piney resinous and floral aromas with flavors of espresso, dark chocolate, graham cracker, and burnt marshmallow. That's a very strange list of things. I'm very intrigued by this. All right, well, you know what? I can see why this made it into the top ten at oh, a minimum. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. like you said, this seems like a nice, like, oh, we're visiting the area and we're going to play a, a nice short you know, day of, of frolfing or you're like, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do 18, play two rounds and then you go hit the tap room and you don't yeah. leave for a yeah. while. Yes. Or, uh, you know, maybe you play 27 and, you know, start with a round, <laughs> take a, a mm-hmm. round in the middle, um, you know, take, take another round at the second turn and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe finish off with a round. I, I did figure out why you could not see the one that I was looking at. That's because that is technically a past brew. Uh, um, yes. An, another past brew that sounds very interesting was the candy cane badger. I'll just go ooh. ahead and put that one out there. The flavor is candy canes, peppermint, honey, light spice, and a thousand tiny elves crafting holiday joy <laughs> on your tongue. Uh, so yes, that sounds that sounds unique, and I would very much like to try it. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. If we want to move on to yep. number nine, Anderson uh, which Valley is... Brewing Company, and is called Dif- Disc Golf Course in Boonville, California. Eighteen which holes. The, yes, the picture on this uh, that UDisc has used looks very, very nice. Uh, looks like a very pretty course uh yeah as you said 18 holes 207 feet to 392 feet for our uh, metric users that is 63 meters to 119 meters uh, i don't know why i felt time out to you think we that. have metric user we we have metric participants in this come on now 
I mean, maybe it's the people on the International Space Station. I don't know. Right. Probably not. Fair enough. But, uh, you know, just for that, you know, all, to all of our <laughs> Canadian listeners and all of our international listeners, when you don't get meter measurements the rest of the way through this podcast, you can uh, yell at Ian. Hey, I come from Chicago. Deal with it. <laughs> So this course was established in 02. It's a free-to-play course with rubber team mats and DGA Mach 2 baskets. And uh, let's get into the main uh, topic here, the Anderson Valley Brews. Uh, so Ooh, wait, looks like a... Beer a fest? Saturday, a beer April fest. 29th, 2023. Okay. We have All a right, potential... I know what we're doing. Yep, I was like, we've Actually, got a Actually, we're probably there. not because we're all going to be super busy then. Yep. Or at least I probably will be and Joe will probably be. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. School's not done yet. No, no, not at that point. Not for, not by a long shot. So uh, looking at their year-round list, uh, yep, which is what you have. Okay. Looks like, again, they've got a little bit of everything. Um, I, I like their cans. Those are nice. I, I like the um, the bear with the, the, the elk or the deer antlers. horns. Yeah, the antlers. Yeah. There you go. Antlers, buddy. Black antlers. <laughs> yeah. I, I specifically am very curious about this. Uh, I think it's called their barrels series. Uh, I would be very interested in, well, actually any of those, honestly. Um they all sound amazing, and I would really, really like to try those. So, uh, nice. yeah, for anyone that is looking for me, I will be seeing how I can get those uh, here in the Midwest. Yeah, that's well. But, uh... The problem is when they <laughs> they uh, travel, whether or not they actually stay decent or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. The Pilsner. Which... Oatmeal stout. Ooh, yes. I do love a good oatmeal stout. Yes. Uh, I, I would be curious about that uh, Boont uh, Amber Ale. That sounds like it would be right up my alley. Um, so that's that's another one that I think would be... Or maybe even the Boonville Gold. I could see that being good, too, for me. But, uh, again, that's just kind of my taste. Uh, no IPAs for me. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, my allergies have been so bad since I was a kid. IPA is usually one of the only ways that I can be like, this beer doesn't taste like horseface. Oh, like, when, <laughs> you know, if you're going to spend six plus dollars on a beer and it tastes like Budweiser, it's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick something where I can be like, ooh, this beer is different <laughs> and not just like a Budweiser clone. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, and uh, 7% bold grapefruit and pine taste for the IPA. Yeah. That, uh, I'm actually just really intrigued for, so I'm, I'm going to read this description because I'm just kind of intrigued in general, but this is their black rice ale. I was curious about the that one. Saison beer reimagined. Once called the forbidden rice, as it was reserved only for Chinese royalty, black rice has a powerful and Theosian antioxidant properties, a luxurious black color, and wonderfully nutty flavor. We brewed this nut brown ale with American two row pale malt, a good helping of black rice, and a touch of chocolate malt. 
The result is a lightly hoppy, dark mahogany ale with undertones of roasted malt, dark rye bread with a delicious nutty flavor. Weighing in at an easy 3.8 ABV, this beer is infinitely quaffable and ready to be enjoyed by everyone. All right, well, I believe challenge accepted. I will find out whether or not uh, this is indeed infinitely quaffable. Yeah, or, that, uh, that, or if I that drop dead after decent, a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one, uh, I would go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and put it out there that I think that's the one that so far I am most interested in visiting. Uh, you know, 18 holes of disc golf plus some uh, some some interesting beer selections that sound really good. So I mean, in the two that we've looked at so far yes this is winning <laughs> yes yes so let's go on to number eight which is live oak brewing company disc golf course in delvale texas uh which i believe we realized was close to austin if i'm not mistaken the, the brewery yes, just is listed as being in austin yes. uh so for this course you have 13 holes which is kind of a weird number i gotta be honest um but whatever. It, um, it's where Paul Mc, Mc, McBeast will uh, come to break his curse and be reimagined with a new legal name. Paul McBrewing? Oh, yeah. You know what? I like that. Actually, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. We, huh, we should trademark that before yep. he does. Anyway, uh, yes, so shortest hole here is 135 feet. Uh, I'm sure that looking off the tee pad there, that feels like a gimme ace that is probably very easy to turn into a bogey. Um, (laughs) On the flip side, though, it has a par four 513 foot hole as its longest with grass tee pads uh, and is free to play. So as for the brewery itself... Let's look at their smoked beers, which which is the one that I am very, very, very curious about because I've never heard of smoked beers. I um, mean, you so know, sounds... it's Texas, so they want to be like, well, we smoke everything. And although, yes, I understand that you could impart something into the beer, you would have to smoke the beer after it's fermented because otherwise you would kill all of the yeast so it's one of those like interesting yes i uh you know this is this is an interesting one i i think um we got hell rock heller ranch vice beer ranch which uh, all of these are very very german-esque names uh smoke uh, spelled s-m-o-a-k toberfest which Oddly enough, half of these names I would expect to also be coming out of, like, a weed dispensary. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, is this in Texas or in Oregon? Yeah. And then we've got Ghost and Grodzinski. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. I'm going to read just at least the first sentence. Grodzinski resurrects the last indigenous Polish beer style to go extinct in the 20th century. Production ceased in Grodznik in 1991. It is brewed using only oak smoke, wheat, malt, and assertively hopped like a pilsner. Even with low ABV, the wheat malt delivers a full-bodied beer. 
the original Polish ale yeast strain ferments cold alongside our lager yeast throughout lagering. Please enjoy this truly rare beer. Okay, now that I'm actually, I'm intrigued by, but not necessarily enough to want to visit this particular location ahead of the uh, yes. Californian one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that this would be an interesting, um, you know, oh, we're in the Austin area. Sure, we're going to yep. go check this out. Uh, I don't know that it necessarily makes the... Um, Michelin star version of our uh, list here as a true destination. I mean, the fact that it got up to position eight nope. must mean that they've got some pretty good beer yes. or the disc yeah, golf course sure. is uh, uh, what's the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, unassuming, unassumedly good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, possibly very possible. Um, but again, I'm more than happy to, to go there, try it, and be perfectly wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, if, if I have to go to a uh, convention that's in the Austin area, I will definitely be checking out Live Oak because I... Uh, so I know that the podcast we've covered that I did a Route 66 motorcycle trip, uh, but there is a small uh, restaurant slash motel called The Big Texan, and they brew their own beers and they have a pecan porter and it tasted like you were drinking a pecan pie and getting a little tipsy while you're doing it. And it was so good. That sounds fascinating. Oh, it, like <laughs> when the when the waiter came up and was like, this is what we got. And I was like, OK, pecan porter. And he was like, yeah, tr trust me. He was like dessert beer. So eat. I got, uh, I forgot what I got. It was like a more generic, like, you know, a generic mm -hmm. uh, pale ale, you know, American ale. And then I got the yeah. pecan porter for dessert and he was absolutely right. I was like, oh, oh, hell yeah, buddy. Here's, here's a big tip. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's on the other side of the state. That's Amarillo, Texas. But anyway, yeah. Smoke beers, live oak. I'm intrigued, but so yes. far it is the last one on, on my list of places to check out. Okay. I, I don't know whether it or the Ontario one comes in second for me. So I'm willing to be persuaded either way. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Texas in the winter and Ontario in the summer. You know, agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends so, on the season. <laughs> yes. Uh, number seven is from Pelzer, South Carolina. It is the Golden Grove Farm and Brew Disc Golf Course. Uh, again, an 18-hole course. Uh, with a wide variety of holes, uh, the I do like the picture of the uh, wooded area that is provided. Yeah, that's that's very pretty. Uh, there are so the the picture in the uh, in the article says that it is a 515 foot par four, uh, which is not the longest hole, as it claims to have a 690 foot par five. Uh, or 800 foot par five, um, depending on which tees you're using. Uh, the shortest hole is between 210 to 220. So a little bit different there. Uh, some Oops. different tee pads, depending on what on what hole you're playing. And I assume probably what tee pad you're using. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is free to play. So already this sounds really, really intriguing and interesting. So let's check out the brewery. 
So this they've is... got a. Hmm. That's I, I'm I'm already curious about that uh, government yeah, cheese. Government, well, but not spelled government, just govt. Govt. For for our audio listeners, it is the abbreviation of G O V apostrophe T cheese. I, I I assume that's government. I suppose it, it might not yeah. be actually. Uh, no, no, it is. It, it's it's just like the. I can't even get the right ac- accent, but it'd be something like Govt cheese. You know, it, it's yeah, more of a local, yeah, s- southern drawly way of, of of saying it. Ooh, and they've got some flatbreads. Some fresh lemon flatbreads tea don't sound good. serves still. This tea-infused seltzer is a perfect sipper for warmer weather. Like that, I'm intrigued by just in the like, if it's hot out. I'm intrigued by this. Yes. I want to rye right. you up. <laughs> All right. I, I have a question for you. Do you notice this? It goes 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Oh, yes. I did just 12, notice this. 12, 14, 15. 12, 14. Yeah. That's, a, that that's is... a interesting. Well, uh, also, they clearly did that in Microsoft Word. <laughs> like, I'm gonna be also, honest. This, this is very much a word document that was yes converted to a PDF. I love their uh, tagline: "Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder." <laughs> uh, not sure if yep. you noticed that one. Uh, yep. So already, I'm I'm loving the vibes of this place. Uh, sounds well, very fun. That and it actually says all prices include tax. Yeah, that's already winning to me. Very nice. Yes. That said, I'm looking at their options. And I'm not really sure what beer I would get. There are a couple that I think I would try, but nothing that really jumps out at well, me. Uh, so that's a, a little bit concerning to me. I would, um, uh, I, I, I will, being that I like IPAs, I, I want to rye you up, which is a IPA rye, uh, and the long black ale, which is an oatmeal stout. Those, those yeah. are intriguing. Yeah, the one that would probably stand out to me the most is that a little red rooster. It's a red ale, um, you know, amber ale. Uh, that one, and I, I'm just I'm curious about the toast and jam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, that the name of Doctor Bill's screaming wit, which is a peach jalapeno <laughs> wit beer. I'm like, okay, yes, yes. and that's, uh, oh, they have they have an untapped account. That's uh, that's nice. <laughs> and the thing that I'm actually enjoying the most is that they've actually listed what food they have. They've yes. got, you know, uh, like things, things I'm expecting, smoked wings, cheesy bread. <clears throat> and then we get to Mediterranean chicken flatbread. And I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that, Where are we? that sounds interesting. <laughs> and the, the fact oh, that man. they're called flatbread floozies. I'm like, OK, yes. interesting. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm really digging the vibes on this. This is uh, this this place looks awesome. I mean, I've got um, I've got some family by marriage uh, that's in the North Carolina area, so I, I I guess maybe I might get into this part of the country. Maybe. So know, the real I'd question. The real question is. Would you put it over the California one? No, California's still winning. 
But this is definitely okay. number two. Yes, yep, the, I, I think that's uh, I think that's about where I am with it too. Yeah, the, this this is definitely number two so far. Oh, one note that is is in the U disc write up on this is that this is a course meant for experienced players. So maybe this is not the one where you want to have a couple rounds, play around, and have a couple more rounds. Uh, might yeah. just throw off your your. Uh, your ability to play this and truly enjoy this course. No, it, it definitely seems like go have a good time on the course and then go and relax. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So neither uh, of these are toddler friendly. No. I have to see if the wife no. is willing to uh, watch him all day. <laughs> yeah. And for yeah. a good chunk of the morning as I recover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about number six real quick, which is the Von Trapp Disc Golf Course at Trapp Family Lodge and Von Trapp Brewing in Stowe, Vermont. Um, I, really just reading this this one, all I can think of is the sound of music. Yep, I'm uh, like, I, so, I'd best be serenaded by guitar music and singing children. That's Yes, if small children do not serenade me, then I am going to be sad that said this this is an 18 hole course from the short tees the shortest hole is 83 feet so you are basically putting yep. <laughs> and i really want to play this now uh yep. so the the shortest hole using the main tees is 228 feet 602 feet on the longest again the short tees longest hole is 276 feet and the shortest is 83 feet uh, rubber tee mats, 18 holes. It is a pay-to-play course, $6 a day, not around, just a day. So that's, uh, I, I think that sounds probably pretty worthwhile. But let's, uh, let's reserve that determination for the, after we visit the brewery. Um, I mean, I, I will say that their cans uh, definitely remind me of the Shiner Bach stuff just they've got the the big old uh big old uh, mountain goat front and center yep but uh yeah very very german and it would make sense being from vermont you know uh heavily german is it german influence. or is it austrian no this is the bach i, I mean it's more southern german you, you can okay. get into austria but yeah. you know your box are going to be Southern German style from that area. Germanic, okay. if you will, not specifically okay. Germany. Yes. Yes. But yeah, they've, they've got uh, everything from uh, Hellesbach Pilsners, a Bohemian Pilsner, Helles Lagers. So, you know, stuff that most people who are not like, I want an IPA, this seems like a really great place to go have a beer if you're just like, I want something, but I don't want IPAs. Yes, yes. A uh, little bit of everything. Again, not not really IPAs. Um, but yeah, definitely some stuff um, that I, mean, I think we all the, uh, could get behind. Now, I will say that in terms of all of the pictures that I am seeing, it, it is all very, like, 
tourist trappy, but like very nice looking tourist trappy. It's like, uh, um, oh goodness. Um, oh, classic Disney movie, uh, White Christmas. You know, you're just ah, like, yes. we're going to go into a, a cabin in Vermont and it's going to be picturesque. It's going to be very nice and relaxing. So, I mean, this does seem like a oh. vacation getaway as opposed to like a destination like course course you know what i mean so so what you're telling me is that if i show up to von trap brewing in uh in vermont and i'm not serenaded by uh you know world-class singers and children um that i should demand my money back yes if bing crosby or a bing crosby impersonator does not show up your money should be refunded. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. Um, so all that's to say, where would you rank this on your list? Is this uh, one, um, two, is it top three right now? This is three. And again, okay. this is because it seems like it would be something that I could be like, well, all of us could be like group family vacation. And I mean, you know, you do not have children or do not have children yet. I'm not going to, like get into that weird realm of like wow you should have children but like <laughs> or, we could all... or ask me so when are you going to have children <laughs> so when is that going to happen yeah no but this just seems like you and and your your wife could go and do like an activity and then the three of us schmoes could go disc golfing one day and you know like it seems like it would have mm-hmm. a variety of like activities that could be a yes. vacation destination as opposed to specifically a we have to go play this disc golf course and also check out this brewery. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, I think that's probably a good description. Uh, again, I, I don't think it's number one for me, but um, I would definitely put it in that two, three tier. Um, you know, I think, I think maybe it might be number two for me. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about number five overall which is the Highland Brewing Company Disc Golf Course in Asheville, North Carolina. Now, um, this is actually where my family by marriage is located in, so I could very well actually wind up here. Yes, well, right now it is a nine-hole course with short and long positions uh, and a six-hole putting course. Uh, apparently they are working on putting in a full 18-hole course. Uh, the shortest hole is between 167 to 219 feet, depending on tee pads or tee, uh, position. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm going to guess that's actually basket position. And the longest hole is 211 to 410 feet, depending on position again. Uh, concrete tee pads with dynamic disc veteran baskets. Um, it is free to play, but you do have to register as a guest at the tap room. Which is uh, interesting. I do so does yes. that mean that this is free to play if you're 21 and over? I don't. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm also curious as to like. Well, this also seems to be the only one that is specifically tied directly into the brewery. Yes. Like specifically owned by and operating, I'm assuming, by whatever owning entity for the brewery is. Which is intriguing. Yes. Yes. 
Uh, so let's let's uh, look at some beer options, which actually that's not overly helpful. Ooh, I can click on uh, careers. I, I could go work here. Yes. All right. What yes. what is our year round beer pick? Let's let's take a look at their. Um, there we go. I guess their Gaelic their, ale. Uh, interesting. Avil IPA, I... Daycation IPA, Hazy Heights IPA. Wow, you guys are really, really going balls out on the IPAs here. Uh, Pilsner, just named Pilsner. <laughs> Lower Falls IPA, High Pines IPA, and Oatmeal Porter. Huh. So far, I don't think any of this is uh, RJ's uh, cup of tea. No, wow. no, uh, I don't think it is, or my uh, glass of beer either. Yeah. So, I I would be interested in that Gaelic ale. Um, well, I'm so they're seasonal. They've got a seasonal called Peachful, Clawhammer yes. Oktoberfest, Rustic Ridge IPA, and Thunderstruck Coffee Porter, and two limited releases currently called Cold Mountain and Black Watch. Ooh, I would definitely try that Black Watch. The double chocolate milk stout. Yes, that sounds very interesting and right up my alley. It. So an IBU of 45, ABV of 8%, so not a um, not infinitely quaffable. No. Your hops are going to be Chinook and Willamette. Second row, Munich Dark Chocolate Malt. Carafa 2, Roast Barley, Honey Malt, and Flaked Oats. Wow, they packed quite a bit into that particular Ooh. little beer. It is apparently only available on Black Friday. Interesting. I mean, which I absolutely love, and yep. I'll be honest. If I remember to uh, to do this, I am going to try and get some because that sounds delicious, absolutely. and I would very much enjoy that. So, uh, yeah, as you said, this one not necessarily my uh, cup of tea here. So, and even probably though, doesn't rank that high for me. Well, I was gonna say, but it does sound like it's I... more up here. Like IPAs, I'm gonna be honest. This is this is um, this is last for me. Really? Well, now I could be wrong. The beer could be really good because it has been around since '94. So good on them. But hmm. just in terms of the like variety of beer, it's just kind of like uh you guys did one thing good once and then you just kind of stuck with it and didn't try anything new or like yeah. i don't know they're just for how long they've been around i would kind of expect their year-round selection to be oh wait i can scroll oh dear oh uh, here oh, we are well no there's there's only black mocha stout that was the only one that i missed yeah okay so, so I, i'm expecting someone who's been around from 94 have a little bit more than just IPA? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's reasonable. But, so it's last for me. However, if we're going to be honest in terms of the, like, most likely to get to, this is actually probably the one that I'm most likely to, like, just happen to be like, well, I am in the area. Sure. Yeah. I'll go check yeah. this out. Well, you say that now. But let's talk about number four, which is Territorial Brewing Company Disc Golf Course in Springfield, Michigan. 
which uh, I believe Joe said is only about an hour and a half from where we are. Probably a, a little bit further than that for you, but uh, yeah, probably the one that is closest to to us. Um, Stepped on you too. So toes. let's no, no, no. You're good. So let's talk about this one. It is uh, 18 holes with multiple tee positions. Um, it looks like main tees and red tees. Shortest hole, 195 feet to 172 feet, depending on tees. And then longest hole, 561 feet to 611 feet. Par fours for both of those, depending on, uh, again, your tee selection. Mm-hmm. And the tees are grass, but apparently they are converting to concrete uh, this summer. So that might have already happened by the time that you are listening to this uh, it is free to play um so let's let's go ahead and look at the beers here because already i'm interested in this course it sounds very interesting yes i sure am does. 21 um yeah german inspired anyway. beer and cuisine i do love both of those things Ooh, i can get curbside pickup Ooh. uh not really sure how useful that is because boy that would be awfully far to go well, you see, um, depending is... on the night, you uh, you start driving halfway, take a bathroom break, order on your phone, and then by the time you get there, it's, it's all ready to go. You pick it up. <laughs> that... and... Play around a disc golf and then head home. Yeah. There we go. It's the perfect uh, day trip. Yeah, yeah perfect. Um, uh, see, we've uh, got... Uh, Rosé Lager? So Interesting. mainstays I'm... are the big yellow truck. Berry, berry, quite contrary. I'm enjoying the uh, the puns. And uh, Avenue A Amber. Yes, which all sound interesting, I think. Um, Pilsners aren't typically my thing. I'd probably try that um, Avenue A Amber first. But, uh, you know, I think I would try all three of those. At, I, got, at least, uh, uh, like I said, give them a try. A Kolsch? And a mailbox mm-hmm. as their seasonals right now. The thing that struck me as interesting currently as I'm scrolling is Pheasant Dreams, which is an in quote an occasional. Yes, uh, it's a kettle hopped and dry hopped with generous amounts of Cascade, Michigan, copper and citra hops. Pheasant Dreams has hints of orange juice and tangerine. Oh man, intrigued. I... I just enjoy the one-timers, but the names for them. Yeah. Who invited Bobby and to hell in Bach. To hell in Bach. So good. Um, Also, coming soon is a cherry cherry quite contrary. Um, Yes. Very fun. Uh, You know, I I think this place looks interesting. Their beer menu looks a little bit light for what I would expect, but uh, there's a lot of stuff that I think sounds interesting and, uh, you know, would probably be more than happy to give a try to. Well, they I was going to say list. that. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be less beer because it looks like they're focusing more on the restaurant side of things. Yes, which you can never go wrong with the soft pretzels. So you cannot. Um, Although at the same so, time, I'm looking at their offerings and it seems far more American fare than actually like German fare, but it is Michigan. So. All right. I, I got to try these mozzarella triangles, which are, I assume are just a stylized mozzarella stick. Um, oh, almost. But yeah, almost definitely just deep fried or, or hell just fried it, mozzarella. 
eight breaded fried triangular delights served mm-hmm. with marinara sauce. It sounds exactly like a, a mozzarella stick, um, yep. but apparently in triangle form. So that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead. Ooh, they have a house-made chili. All right, all right. This is my number one. I Like all good Midwesterners, I can't... Um, I See, can't turn down a good chili. I I I am spoiled. <laughs> there is a German restaurant that has <clears throat> so unfortunately it's not tied to a disc golf course specifically, but there is a German restaurant called the uh oh goodness. Now I'm blanking on it. Uh it's in Lyle, Illinois. I'm not from these parts like Joe, so I'm not any helpful. I know. uh, Oh my goodness. (laughs) I've complete. Now that I'm like having, trying to do this for, for this content now, I can't remember the name. Oh my goodness. Um, But anyway, it'll come back to me, but anyway, it's, it has a rotating list of beers. Sometimes the kegs will never come back because they do like import them from Germany and other parts of the world. And oh man. The German food, however, is just like, oh, it clogs every artery and it's so good. There's like, you know, you're not going to really find like hot dogs and hamburgers on the menu. It's nope. And then I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh. good for you, Michigan. Trying to trying to <laughs> Michigan it up. You're uh, doing a good job at doing that. And uh, unfortunately, uh, this is pretty low on my list. This, this really? yeah. For me, this is pretty okay. low. Okay. Their I, uh, food output makes me a little sad. Well, I'll be honest. It, uh, I, I honestly think it might be one or two for me. Um, I jokingly said it was number one because of the chili, but uh, you know, I think that there's a, a lot of different beers that I would definitely try, and uh, you know, it sounds like it has a really nice disc golf course to go along with it. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, so don't get me and wrong. with it being. So close. I would very much enjoy trying it. I won't say no. I would definitely join. But uh, (laughs) yeah, it's it's not my like first pick. Yeah. All right. So number three on the article is the mm -hmm. Jenkins Mountain Disc Golf at Little Washington Winery and Skyline Brewery in Washington, Virginia. 18 holes. The shortest hole is listed at 209. That is feet Longest hole of 774 feet. That is a par 5. Tees are artificial turf. Targets are the Mach 5. It is free to play. And it was established in 2020. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the brewery. Um, ooh, those beers look quite good. Oh, we well, love oh, Nato Brew. I clicked the winery. It took me to a new site because it's, it's a different thing. There we go. <laughs> oh they they actually have a disc golf page they do on indeed. the uh yeah See, on they've the... got the a cream ale stonyman cream ale little devil imperial pale ale shenandoah wheat portuguese rye red rye, red eye there we go i can use words jenkins mountain brown white house honey porter cacao nib porter and a coffee stout you can also become a part of their mug club. Always, always good. Beer oh, school. It, it's a thing, all right. Beer Wait, boot what was camp. that? It, there, hold, there, as I scroll down, there's beer school. Are you ready for beer school? There's beer boot camp. 
Beer Cheeseology, Choco Brew Challenge, and Beer and Food Pairing. All right, all right. I'm I'm all looking right. at the uh, disc golf page on the website here. And I gotta be honest, it looks really pretty. I uh, I was gonna say this is um this is very quickly moving on up in my uh my hit yes. list. I agree. Um, I did not get a great chance to, to listen to the different options because I was busy looking at stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think. I think this sounds mm. very nice. Um, okay, this is this is mm, this is either a hard number two, or it's tied for first. Yeah, yeah. This is this is tying for first right now between this and California. Complete opposite ends of the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one I think said sixty miles. Um, yeah, 60 miles from DC. Um, this one does have rotating tap or constantly rotating, ca- uh, taps. So I think, I think that one might push it to number two. Uh, this actually, boy, that's mm, a, no, this is number one now. Yeah, this is one number one now. Yeah. Why is it one? Why is it it's, one? It's because of the rotating kettles. It's because okay, okay. it's because they're rotating and I am just I'm really intrigued by their like beer school offerings because like, you know what, like just l- looking at everything they have and with all of the pictures, this also seems like it would be a place where it's like we could potentially go as like a like I could take the family. They could do family vacation stuff like once Clark is much older and it's not like let's go to a theme park or a water park but once once bean is you know like or once beans 21 like this would be like a really <laughs> nice place to just be like yeah family vacation or like extended family like a family reunion I'll, yeah i'll go ahead and and put this one up there with number one too and i agree uh some really nice offerings the beer school the course looks really nice and there's yeah. a winery to go along with it you know, I, I think that's probably what's going to put it up there. Um, apparently, there is not a restaurant or kitchen, but they do have snacks. Um, so that that's a little bit disappointing, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to be honest, without uh, discussing too much into it, this is my dead last. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Ultra Disc Golf Park. At uh, at Anheuser Busch, Fort Collins, Colorado. Yes, um, I I think it's a little bit interesting that this was not necessarily discussed when I took the Anheuser Busch Brewery tour, but that was of course in um, in St. Louis, not in Fort Collins. Uh, so you know, probably not a big reason to push that. Um, don't know that you're getting people to go to Fort Collins for the disc golf. Um, if you're in Heiser Bush, not so much. Uh, 18 hole course, shortest hole 220 feet, longest hole 232 meters or 760 feet. Um, par four. Yeah, woof. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, has no to kidding. be like all downhill. You just throw it and it goes. Yeah, just just keeps on going and going and going. Uh, it is a five dollars a day to play, and uh, the beer styles are the Anheuser Bush lineup. So. 
So for me, you know, I would go for the potential interesting Colorado um, scenery, depending on exactly where it's located in Fort Collins. Not going for the beer. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, I think this is something where I would probably, you know, if I was in the area, I might spend a day in Fort Collins doing, you know, the the tours and the you know, maybe play in some and, and whatnot. But again, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Anheuser-Busch. You can get it literally anywhere in the country. Yep. Um, and I happen to have family in St. Louis where you can do the Anheuser-Busch Brewery Tour. Um, so that's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, okay. Like the yeah. the, the beer is not a draw to me. I'm sure the park is is really nice, but I I don't know if it would be last for me. But it's it's certainly not a, a top course for me, um, just yeah. because the you know again it's it's just not as exciting. Um, nothing nothing wrong with Anheuser Busch lineup. Uh, I yeah. am very much a fan of their products. However, <laughs> I can also get them at my local convenience store. So. Yeah. And the biggest problem is the picture they used is like, hey, it's a part of the parking lot. So like <laughs> that also I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know if I care. Because if it's not like interesting hilly or mountainous type terrain that we're disc golfing on, I don't wanna I can disc golf attached to a parking lot in almost anywhere. Yes. Um so then let's talk about number one here, the Northbrook Farm Disc Golf Course at Northbrook Farm Brewery picture in Colebrook, Connecticut. Nice. It, yes, it does look very pretty. Um, 18 holes, 189 feet to 487 feet. Um, this is an interesting tee pad. It says brick, brick slash pavers. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen or heard of that before. So that's uh, that's interesting. No, but aesthetically, it is very pleasing because oh, yes. they do include it as part of their picture. Yes. Um, it was established in 2018 and is free to play. So let's let's look at the beers and see just how exciting this could be. So we've got uh, beers on tap. We've got so they do have three categories. They've got tasting room can pours, beer, and soft drinks. So just looking at beer, we've got the Dennis Hill Estate Saison, a Mount Pisal, Pizog. Nope, I've destroyed good, good that luck. name. <laughs> uh, it's an IPA, birthday double IPA, Contractors Beer, which is an American Lager, Tight Lines, which is a Pilsner. Cog Ale, which is a Kolsch, Old Man McMullen's Porter, American Porter, <laughs> The Circus, which it says Saison, N-E-I-P-A, uh, Send It, another N-E-I-P-A, Hamlet of Heathens, American IPA, Beckley Furnace Ale, Brown Ale, Bear's Eye Black Cap, a Hard Seltzer, The Kaiser's Oktoberfest, which is a Marzen-style Racked, oh my goodness, they, this list goes on. Racked, which is a bourbon yes. cherry stout. Okay, call me intrigued. A briar, a blackberry stout. And brother... Me intrigued. Yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> and uh, brother Bisbee's Abbey, which is a Belgian double. Ooh, very nice. That Honestly, those sound very, very nice. I... There are a couple different ones. I'm like, yeah, I would very much like to try those. 
Uh, and then they, of course, they have tasting room can pours, which is a whole nother list. Oh my goodness. Yes. They well, have. not totally different, but um, they do have some overlap, but they also have some other different options. And then of course they have soft drinks, which is not really a specialty of this. Uh... Oh, those are, those are like home brewed. Oh, mm-hmm. that yeah. is very interesting. Uh, this is number two for me. So uh, right now, I've got the uh, Virginian Skyline, yeah, uh, Skyline Brew, Norbrook Farm, and then the uh, Anderson Valley. So, okay, okay, those, those I, are my top I three. Think, I think I'm gonna agree with you on one and two. I think that the, um. Yeah, the Skyline Brewery, the Jenkins Mountain Disc Golf at Little Washington Winery and Skyline Brewery. Oh boy, that is a mouthful. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. And then the, the the Norbrook, and then I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, oh, what was it? The the Territorial Brewing Company. Um, I think that one sounds just a little bit better to me than the uh, Anderson Valley. But I would very much take a trip to any of these. So. Uh, yes, we will talk to our sponsor and see if we can uh, go go ahead and, and get there. I, I was going to say, we'll have to find out what which ones he actually thinks of. I, maybe he can post that in the show notes or the comments. If, if he gives mm-hmm. his rankings, um, maybe he does a, a solo like short. The first yeah, half that of the would bag be uh, short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's... Let's talk. Where is there? It is. So um, we we talked a little bit, or we talked a lot about breweries and you know attaching them to disc golf courses. Uh, obviously, you know another option is wineries or um, even potentially like a um, distillery or something like that as places that would I think be very natural marriages for. Uh, disc golf courses and you know land usage Mm -hmm. are there other i guess establishments that you think could be could do something similar um with this as far as attaching a disc golf course uh to their business um obviously a lot of public parks and whatnot are disc golf courses but uh that's not exactly what i'm going for here I mean, I could see because some of the places looked like they were putting the disc golf in as part of a overall package. So uh, more like resort type getaway places because the Norbrook Farm also had like mountain biking trails and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm like, that would work, especially in like Colorado. You know, you're like, hey, we've got a brewery, we've got a winery, we've got a dispensary, and now we've got disc golf and a bunch of you know, like trails biking etc um because yeah i i mean disc golf just kind of has to fit in with those other outdoor activities yeah it doesn't really it's not like you're like hey we've got batting cages and disc golf yes yeah um i i want to say one of them i was reading and it said that it was originally a nine hole ball golf course or i think it called a stick uh golf course 
Nice. <laughs> yes, uh, that they had converted into a brewery and uh, disc golf course. So, you know, I, I think something like that. And I mean, how many different resorts out there have some type of golf course or whatever? You know, so I think, um, you know, I, I think that resort style course is one that is definitely a good shout. Um, you know, just because they've got so much land that they could could utilize uh and and you know really really change how things are i know obviously campgrounds are a big thing um with with disc golf um mm-hmm. again kind of playing into that resort one that i've heard floated out there is uh cemeteries what are your thoughts on that because i think i have mixed feelings on that I mean, also being someone who participates in geocaching, I'm very used to people throwing stuff in cemeteries. So it's, I mean, you're still using the land that is otherwise just kind of, you know, filled with dead bodies. Like, you know, they've got a lot of extra land, but, you know, they may need to take over some of that land to open up new plots, things like that. So it's not necessarily a like static thing because you can't really be throwing discs in the middle of where people might be mourning. Whereas with geocaching, it's like, Oh yeah, someone can be over there doing their thing. And I can be in a tree being like, okay, I've, I've got my piece of plastic, write my name in a piece of paper and hide it mm-hmm. and walk away. Yeah. No, I, I think that makes sense. The other thing that I would say is unless you designed the cemetery around the disc golf course, I don't know how interesting it would be to play. Because when I think of cemeteries, I think mostly of relatively open ground, obviously with headstones, um, which is, I think, another hazard because, I mean, you've seen what trees do to discs. Imagine what a giant stone is going to do to a disc. Um, Oh, yeah especially when there are a whole bunch of them lined up in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily know how interesting that would be. Um, I, I, again, I think that if you were to do it, it would almost have to be, you know, how ball golf courses will have houses along the sides of them. Yeah. I almost think doing like, okay, and here's a row of headstones along the side of the fairway of the disc golf course or whatever. Um, you know, just kind of like that. But I think that kind of defeats the the spirit of that type of thing. Um, I guess no pun intended. It, it, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a bit weird, but I, I mean, again, I could see if the cemetery is like, we're just not going to use this land over here and we'd like to it'd probably be they would probably be paid courses because they would be using it to help fund whatever other conservation projects they've got yeah 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 no i i think that's reasonable again my thing about it is i just i i don't know how interesting it would be to play and with the i guess almost stigma around cemeteries to me, it's just one of those where I'm like, yeah, it's probably not worth putting a course in unless you're doing something special with it. Yeah, um, again, it would be attached in name only because you would still probably yeah. have a fence that separates the cemetery proper. 
Yeah. So Which I, I have played courses where there's a park and there's a disc golf course in the park and there's also a cemetery in the park. Um, that said, oh, yeah. I want to say that typically the cemetery is out of bounds. So because well, it's separated by some type of barrier, whether that's just like one of those little rope fences or, you know, cable yeah. fences or something like that or. Well, and know, usually the cemeteries like that were there hundreds or not hundreds, but like a hundred years before the disc golf course was. Yeah. So um, are there any other establishments or, you know, that type of thing that, that you think could be a, a good, um, you know, marriage with a disc golf course? I mean, you know, uh, someone who's got farmland that they're like, uh, this is like a particular part of their land isn't good for farming they could you know use it to be able to generate some more revenue potentially you know if they're keeping up with the grounds or whatnot uh, i mean that's you, you know, know i i think i've talked about i grew up on a 17 acre basically pasture um and and i have thought multiple times about how i could have made that into a disc golf course uh probably would have been a little bit shorter you know, probably very, you know, relatively technical, but, uh, yeah. you know, it, it certainly is something that, um, could have, you know, I, I think that's a, a good shout too. Yeah. I, well, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, farm to table type places that have cropped up. So if, you know, a restaurant tour is like, well, I'm going to not do the brewery part necessarily, you know, just have like, if they can get a liquor license, you know, some stock options, or maybe someone local that they partner with, but, you know, partner with farmers kind of get a nice little swath of area that they can actually have like a food establishment. That's not necessarily, you know, crazy expensive, you know, food or beverage is going to have to be involved in almost everything here. Now, um, that, that actually gave me a thought because, uh, a few miles down the road from me, they do in the fall, they do a corn maze and pumpkin patch. Um, and something that is, I, I don't necessarily know if it's gaining in popularity, but at least it's, it's a thing at least is like the, you know, the, you pick blueberry or mm -hmm. strawberry or, you know, apple orchards or whatever, you know, I think maybe partnering something like that would be very interesting. Um, you know, just because obviously you do have, you know, obstacles in the form yeah. of hedges or trees or whatever mm -hmm. you do have a fair amount of land um you know i think something like that could definitely be a, a viable option as well but again yeah. i think as you said you'd have to partner that somehow with food or beverage or you know entertainment or something along those lines yeah um, i because it is a recreational sport for the most mm -hmm. part. I mean, we do uh, yes. you know, obviously have professionals who are now drawing some pretty nice contracts. But for the most part, it's going to be a recreational sport for, let's say, 90% of the people. It's going to be attached to some kind of destination, whether it's at the resort, it's in the town where there is nice lodging and restaurants and other entertainment. Yeah. like um, That said... Disc golf Yellowstone. Let's make it happen. You know, it's all fun and games until your disc gets eaten by a bear. I was going to say <laughs> gets, gets uh, caught on the horn of a bison and you're like, Oh no, it's gone now. 
that that's going to be a long drive. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to get a chance to measure that one, though. <laughs> Plastic melts because it went too close to the geyser. Yes, yes. Um, oh, after we get off air, I should tell you a story about uh, Yellowstone. But uh, oh, well, OK, this is actually a, a family friendly story. So um, my parents went on their honeymoon to Yellowstone okay. and they went you know hiking backpacking because that's what they enjoy doing Mm -hmm. well for those of you that don't know when you go backpacking in bear country or hiking in bear country you're supposed to make noise do things to not startle bears because startling bears is unbearable oh Oh. my hat to you sir um, but anyway, so so my parents have, you know, these pots and pans rattling around on their backpack. Mm-hmm. They turn the corner of this trail and there's a moose that just stares at them like, huh? where did you come from? Uh, that, that's my best moose impression right there. Um, good, just just looks startled as hell to them. Mm-hmm. Um, just like. I wasn't expecting anyone to hear. Um, so obviously they were doing a great job of making lots of noise to not um, surprise any animals. No, moose are pretty slow. <laughs> yeah. And they're very yeah. territorial. Yes. Yes. Mm. Um, actually, I, I want to say that the most dangerous animal in Yellowstone is actually a moose, not a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember like, correctly. Like so, I said, uh, they're they're very slow on the uptake. So the things that normally, you know, warn most other animals they're like oh i should like maybe not be here they're just kind of like <laughs> oh i don't know whatever who cares and then you show up and they're like oh what oh crap you're in my space they get their shotgun out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right i think that's the place to end this um oh man that so yeah yeah that, that was a worthwhile story I, I love that story. I, I probably tell that story at least a couple times a year. Well, uh, I mean, you know, I was know very much not born. Made your, your parents <laughs> made it out alive because, you know, you, yes. you exist. So. Yes. Yeah. So um, for those of you that are wat- that have been watching this and would like to listen to the audio format so you don't have to see our lovely smiling faces and the fantastic uh, glare spot in my or against my closet. Oh, man, um, my you can find this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. You can find this um, wherever you get your major podcasts. You can get this one there too. And if you are listening to this and would like to watch it, you can find it wherever or, uh, you can find it at on YouTube slash Joe's disc golf. Wow. Easy for me to say, uh, make sure to check out our sponsor, Joe's disc and uh ian anything else for the good of the cause i don't think so except for uh feel free to leave your lists of places you would like to go or if you think the udis article might be missing a location feel free to uh, drop that in as well yeah make sure that you hit hit us up on twitter at half in the bag dg uh, that is also where you can submit your listener questions and your submissions for the disc of the week and uh yeah i think that pretty much covers everything so ian thank you for taking the time to talk uh brews and disc golf with me today thank you for uh, letting me have uh, unnecessary ipa uh, opinions on 
all, all IPAs opinions are unnecessary. Yeah, all, all IPAs are unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yes. Uh, so thank you for for your time, listeners and viewers. Thank you for taking the time to watch and view and listen to this. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy your round and uh, bye. Goodbye, everybody.